Welcome to Geraldine Tegelove Live, the show that shares with you the secrets of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding your life. Having pulled herself from the rubble of financial ruin and having gone on to create a highly successful career, Geraldine has become an expert in the art of transformation. She believes that it doesn't matter where you are right now, how overwhelmed you feel, or how impossible the task of turning your life around may seem. You can do it. Stay tuned as metaphysician, international best-selling author, and intuitive Geraldine Tegelov gives you the inner understanding and the outer practical how-to to create your amazing life. Welcome, everyone, to Geraldine Tegelov Live. Hope you are enjoying a fabulous week wherever you are in this wonderful world. Yes. Now, this week takes us into our fifth in a series of shows focused on helping those dealing with big time stress and anxiety and the aftermath of trauma. Now, today's show is sponsored by Asset Technologies, which is a company dedicated to assisting anyone dealing with that awful pain and suffering associated with uh, hyperstress and anxiety. Asset have brought together a number of simple techniques that can be used at any time to bring down the symptoms that keep you in that oh what how holding pattern that doesn't allow for exciting and empowering results. So if nothing else has worked for you and you're ready to take action and get rid of the stress and anxiety, well, may I suggest you visit www.assate, which is spelled A-S-S-A-I-T dot com, assate. Or here in Australia, as we would say, A-S-S-A-I-T dot com. Uh, Asset have solutions that may be perfect for you. So why not whiz over there, have a look and uh, book yourself in. Okay, so where do we start today? Well, I guess what I'd like to say is unless you're living in a beautiful bubble protected from everything around you, then you will at some point in your life be faced with the reality of coping with stress. Now, this can be the normal day-to-day living stress, or it can be major, major stress and anxiety brought on by a traumatic experience. It doesn't really matter. Stress is stress, no matter which way you look at it. Now, as I mentioned in the first of this series, the big issue is that most of us are walking around with the outcomes of particular life experiences which has not been effectively addressed. And we don't even recognize the effects. You know, for the most part, they've just been pushed down and under to fester, and they often grow into serious health issues, relationship issues, and financial issues. And we want to stop stress in its tracks and make sure we're ready to deal with anything that comes our way. You know, before it grows into something we can no longer handle and it begins to not only impact on our life, but also the lives of all those around us. After having discussed how to recognize the symptoms of stress and hyperact- 
anxiety and having shared with you new breakthrough discoveries from nanotechnology science, I would love to now share with you a metaphysical uh, point of view of our current topic. Being a, a metaphysician at heart, I guess it would be rather strange if I didn't bring into the light some of the metaphysical truths that I know played an incredible part, an essential part in my healing of the traumatic events that I've faced in this journey of life. So today's show, well, that's exactly what I'm going to do or what I'm going to focus on. Now, what I'd like to say right here and now is that some of what I share may be a little challenging for some people, but please feel free to take on board what feels right for you and perfect for you. And if some of what I say is just isn't a good fit at this point in time, then please let it go. At the same time, I ask that you give it contemplation time and not completely dismiss it. Remember, scientific evidence is now backing up what uh, spirituals or, you know, spirituality told us and, and knew to be true way back in ancient times. It's such a great time in our history when science and spirituality are finally now combining forces and helping us to have a much greater understanding of who we are and how we operate in this universe. Okay, so today I'm going to be helping you understand the essential hidden parts of you. Yes, there are hidden parts. Uh, why you actually encounter trauma in the first place. Big one. And then why certain people enter and exit your life at particular moments in time. And this can be a, a huge understanding to take on board um, when you, you lose people close to you or you lose people, you know, you see people die in traumatic events. We really need to have a metaphysical view on this so we get some understanding. Obviously, it doesn't take away the grief, but at least it helps us to understand why. And then I want to look at how to find the hidden gems within the rubble of trauma. That's a big one. And, and in between all of this, so much more. <laughs> now, I wonder what cards are going to appear today as I choose from my Alchemy for Now transformational cards. Alchemy simply means the art of transformation. It's nothing, you know, there's no magic, black magic or anything around it. No, alchemy is simply the art of transformation. Now, if we're going to face the outcomes of stress and anxiety, then we're going to be have to be open to transforming our lives from constantly enduring this suffering to feeling free and living life to the full. So what's our first card? So the first card today is the card of conjunction. And this card talks about a time of blossoming. The process of conjunction, which is the fourth step in the alchemical transformation, was the bringing together of the elements of fire, air and water to form a cleansed and purified 
earth element, a brand new compound. The alchemists often use the astrological sign of Taurus, the virile bull, to represent this process. This was the moment when the alchemists recombined the pure essences formed during the first three processes of uh, alchemical transformation. It was seen as a mating of chemicals to create a new child. Either the presence of material impurities or negative spiritual energy within the alchemist was seen as the reasons for failure to produce this new child or what they called the new child. And what does this card mean for you? Well, if you've had the courage and persistence to work your way through the first three steps of personal transformation, this is a time of celebration. Woohoo! <laughs> you are blossoming as a brand new enlightened being as you create and live within a brand new level of consciousness. Mm. The very best way to ensure your continued success is to not let yourself be dragged down by negative people or circumstances. This is a time to become very aware of those around you and not allow them to affect your growth in negative ways. So choose wisely and only spend time with those who continue to inspire you, those who accept you for who you are and those who encourage you to reach for and find your very own philosopher's stone. You are sensational okay the second card for today or the second little reading for today we got the card of dissolution finding hidden treasures now the second step in the process of transformation is symbolized by the astrological sign of cancer and is called dissolution the alchemist took the ashes formed through calcination and dissolved them in water in astrology the water sign of cancer is associated with dissolution. This water was believed to hold magical powers. <clears throat> As with other processes, the alchemist also went underwent the same process in their personal lives, life by facing and embracing their watery shadow side, exploring the realm of the unconscious. Now, what does this card mean for you today? Well, this process of exploring your, you know, a darker emotional side can be quite a scary one as it requires you to go within to search for and find those limiting beliefs and emotions that you have buried in your unconscious mind. These really are hidden treasures and they hold within them the emotions of your deepest hurts, your biggest fears, and the firmly entrenched beliefs that keep you from success. Letting go of these emotions takes diving into your murky emotional waters and immersing yourself uh, completely. Cry the sacred tears that need to be shed and then let go of these emotions. Say goodbye to them. By Allowing yourself to embrace these feelings, you will be absolutely amazed at how quickly the negative fades away to nothing and you are left feeling light and free. 
Yeah, this is a really, really big one. Now, some little things to help you with this. On a daily basis, pay attention to any negative emotion that may rise up from within you. Meditate on this. And and remember too, crying is a great method of release. But there comes a point when you have to stop the tears and do something. Now, after the break, we're going to get into so much info today about the metaphysical view on stress and anxiety and the outcomes of trauma. Best-selling author, musician, and life coach, Geraldine Tegelov will return after this short break. Recently, while my family was skiing in Colorado, we were greeted by a red fox that darted out of the trees. This beautiful animal with his big bushy tail just stood in the snow and stared right at us. Maybe he smelled all the loverwort we had in our pockets. Loverwort is another word for junk and snack food. Typically, a red fox eats scrub and woodland, but this one appeared to have had his share of hamburgers and hot dogs from the chalet grill. Foxes are similar to dogs, except they are not pack animals. The female fox, or vixen, typically gives birth to a litter of 2 to 12 pups. When they are young, they all live together as a family, known as a leash of foxes. Once grown, the young foxes leave the burrow and go out to live on their own. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Not eating before you work out is not the best approach. Low blood sugar can make you feel weak, faint, or tired, and react slower because your mental abilities are affected. You may feel lightheaded or dizzy. But eating too much before your workout is not a good idea either. It can cause you to feel sluggish and have cramping and give you an upset stomach. It can cause your muscles and your digestive system to compete with each other for energy resources. It is best to eat large meals at least three to four hours before working out and small meals two to three hours before exercising. Go by how you feel. Eating a piece of fruit or drinking a sports drink right before you work out works well for many exercisers. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. To hear other fitness and weight loss tips, visit our website at AnnetteHammond.com. Welcome back as Geraldine Tegelov continues to guide us through the three R's, the processes of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding a happy and successful life. Here is host and life coach, Dr. Geraldine Tegelov. Yes, you are listening to Geraldine on Geraldine Tegelove Live. And today I'm discussing the metaphysical aspects of stress, anxiety, and traumatic experiences that we all encounter in life. You know, we all tend to get so caught up in the whole physical aspect of this, you know, the, the physical outcomes, that we either forget or just don't understand why we experience these times in our lives and how we can uh, deal with, you know, the, the feelings and emotions that are a natural outcome of these experiences. By learning the whys and hows from a metaphysical point of view, we not only begin to understand 
why we have to face traumatic experiences in our lives, but also how we can then make uh, more sense of all our why questions and then how we can get through our individual tunnel of traumatic darkness and back into a world of freedom and light. So, my goodness, this is huge. Where do we begin? Well, we begin by knowing the truth of who we really are, the best place to start with anything in life. <laughs> and, and I'm going to look at the essential hidden parts of you. And once you get an understanding of this, I'm sure lots of things will become clear. When we look in the mirror, we see our own image, you know, the, the physical aspects of who we are, our height, our weight, the color of our hair. Well, I guess this one can be a bit debatable these days, can't it? Yeah. Our facial features, our bone structure, and, and so many more of the things that make up the outer self, the physical self. Now, for many people, this is where it ends. They have no idea that there is so much more to each of us. We are not simply a physical human being, but we are also a spiritual being. So what do I mean by this? Well, this is where it can be a little bit out there for us to believe and express. So it is up to the individual as to what you want to take on board and what you want to leave behind. Yes, there is a spiritual side of us. Some may call this the soul. Some may call it the unconscious mind. Some may call it the higher self. But regardless of the name we give it, this is the part of us that lives on forever. The physical body can, you know, get back into the ground, but the spiritual side of us lives on. This is the part of this that is constantly connected to the quantum field. This is the part of us that makes sure we are firing on all cylinders. It keeps our lungs breathing in and out, our blood pumping around our bodies, sending all that's needed to the site that requires healing. This is also the home of our emotions, the home of our beliefs and perceptions, the home of our intuition and the home of all the wisdom we have gathered over numerous lifetimes. There are so many amazing aspects to our spiritual bodies, but for today, I'm going to stick to those uh, which help us deal with the challenging or traumatic experiences which can create incredible hyperstress and hyperanxiety in our lives and, um, you know, the, those emotional outcomes that we find very difficult to deal with. Our spiritual self uh, may not be seen as we look in the mirror, but it is definitely there. In actual fact, a number of the physical aspects that our mirror reflects have been influenced by what is happening within our spiritual being. Yes. Let me explain this a little further. If we are constantly living anxiety and stress, this is going to show in our face with 
dark circles under our under the eyes or wrinkles beginning to show up or a gain in weight as we try to protect ourselves from what is creating the stress and anxiety. And it could even go to illness that affects the way our whole body looks and feels. Understanding this for me, it just makes sense to really get to know all parts of me so I can deal with whatever is occurring and therefore I can heal it and move on. I definitely don't want to be sitting in the stress and anxiety for any longer than I have to. If I can learn about me and understand why or the why, then that's exactly what I'm going to do. Now, for me personally, studying metaphysics and learning about the hidden parts of me was completely life-changing. Suddenly, my whole world opened up. And questions that I had asked over and over throughout my life were being answered, yes. All the not-so-pleasant experiences that I had encountered in my life finally started making sense. Yeah, they actually made sense. And the stress and anxiety that I was constantly living with began to just disappear, just dissipate. And the feeling of freedom was amazing. And the side effects were even better. As people told me, I was looking younger. I was looking great. You know, how come you always look so good? And your skin is so clear. (laughs) Yes, girls, this is a really, you know, creams and lotions are fine. Get fixed up on the inside and you'll be amazed what it does for you on the outside. (laughs) So my first big question in all of this was, why must we go through struggles, challenges, or traumatic experiences in life? Well, it's time for some truths. Number one, the truth is we come into this life to grow and become a better version of self. The way we ensure this growth is by going through the struggles, challenges, and traumatic experiences we all encounter as physical beings. Some of us choose very difficult journeys. And and my hat just, I just, yeah, I honor you. If you've chosen a difficult journey, then I want you to imagine the growth that you are uh, having in this physical lifetime. Amazing. So as I said, I tip my hat to you. I, I applaud you for what you're doing. Well done, even though it's not easy. Now, as we face these events and discover the lessons hidden within them, we naturally grow in wisdom and understanding of what it takes to be a loving and empowered individual. Once we really get our heads around this, we no longer have a need to struggle with the usual questions like, um, why me? Why now? Why didn't I stop what was happening? 
Why did I choose this? Why couldn't I save him or her? Why couldn't I see what I was doing to myself? My goodness, you know the why questions, don't you? We have all asked these questions of ourselves over and over and over again. And they're great questions. So this leads me into number two. The truth is, we actually choose to go through these experiences to ensure our growth. Now, this is a really hard one to fathom. Why, oh why, would we choose to go through um, incredible illness, car accidents, losing all our money, the breakdown of a relationship, uh, or a million and one other things? Because it is a way of learning what we need to learn in order to become who our spirit self wishes us to become. Can I say that again? Because it is a way of learning what we need to learn in order to become who our spirit self wishes us to become. Now, in the process of going through the trauma, we learn forgiveness, we learn love, we learn self-belief, we learn empowerment, we learn humility, we learn integrity, and we learn to honor self and the journey that we are on. It may take time to come to this, but for most individuals, there comes a time when the light goes on or the aha moment happens and the lesson sinks in. This is an incredible time in our journey and a time that we all have to come to, <laughs> yes. Uh, when we accept and honor the journey we have chosen and we look at it from a whole new perspective and we begin to see um, why we've chosen it and how we can, uh, I guess, get through it in the best way possible. And there are lots of things that we can do. And you're doing one of them today by simply learning more about self. And if you've already known all of this, maybe it's time for a, a little revision. Because I know for me, I need to revise this stuff over and over and over again. Because in the normal journey of life, we get so caught up in other stuff, other people, what's going on that we kind of forget who we really are on the inside and we lose sight of that beautiful spiritual self. But to create a relationship with that spiritual self, I say is the most important thing we can do to honor self in this journey of life. Now, after the break, I've got heaps more to share with you to help you understand stress and trauma Best-selling author, musician, and life coach, Geraldine Teglov will return after this short break. It's words you never heard. Man cannot live by bread alone. He must have his peanut butter. 
Peanut butter is a pate of childhood, and it's not just for kids as dogs love it too. Last night I gave my dog a pill hidden in peanut butter. What's a word for a messy concoction that helps the medicine go down? Sliver sauce. Mice apparently prefer peanut butter to cheese when it comes to luring them into the trap. But there are even more practical uses for peanut butter. Peanut butter contains natural oils, which makes it perfect for removing all kinds of sticky things, like gum stuck in your shoe or in your hair. What's a word for the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth? Arachnophobia. And according to Barry Goldwater, if you don't mind smelling like peanut butter for two or three days, peanut butter is a darn good shaving cream. It's marching day. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert Annette Hammond. Looking at the labels on food to see the calorie count, sodium, fat, etc., is a good thing and will help you make smart choices when buying food. But be sure to pay attention to the serving size. Oreo cookies have only 160 calories per serving, but a serving is only three cookies, not six cookies like most people eat. Canned soups, cereals, and cooking sprays are all tricky when trying to watch calorie and sodium intake. Coffee creamers are another overlooked source of fat and calories. Some list nutritional information based on a single teaspoon, even though many people have much more. Fat-free creamers lead people to think they're only getting 10 calories, when a two-tablespoon serving, a more realistic serving size, would add 50 calories. Be sure to look at serving size on the food labels. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Welcome back as Geraldine Tegelove continues to guide us through the three R's, the processes of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding a happy and successful life. Here is host and life coach, Dr. Geraldine Tegelov. Woohoo! You are listening to Geraldine on Geraldine Tegelov Live. And I am talking about stress and anxiety and what happens if we choose to look at uh, what has been the cause or causes from a, a metaphysical point of view. If you have just joined us, This is the fifth in a a series of eight shows focused on helping us understand that regardless of what may be happening in our lives at any given time, it is always possible to find a solution that allows us to become who we wish to become and live the way we wish to live, happy and free. Now, If you would like to listen to the complete show from today and lots of others, then you can download them for free from iTunes. Just search Geraldine Tegelove Live under podcasts. Or you can come here to Toginet and listen or download from my show page. Or you can also find them on my website at GeraldineTegelove.com. Now, before the break, I... I gave you um, some, you know, two of the truths that we really need to know, but there's still one more that we have to go through. So I'm going to give you that one right now. So number three, the truth is finding the answers to all our why questions takes going within or searching within. The answers never come from the physical experience of the trauma itself. They only appear when we search beyond what we can see in the outer realms and we finally delve into the hidden self or the spirit self. When we finally make this journey, we begin to remember 
why we came, and the real purpose of the struggle. This is a really difficult task, and it may take a great deal of time, but it is so worth the effort. I mean, how many people tell you that whatever traumatic experience they've gone through uh, later down the track, of course, was the best thing that ever happened to them? It sounds rather ridiculous, I know, but I understand exactly what they mean. I've had several pretty mm, challenging times in my life, but now that I can look back at them through new eyes of understanding, I can see all the positives that have come from the struggle. I know the wisdom that I've gained and I can pinpoint the lesson learned. And the best part is that I'll never have to go through that again. I've learned the lesson. That's why I came. So now it's done and dusted. Woohoo! <laughs> I know for me, once I had finally embraced all of this new metaphysical knowledge, I could now look at life in a whole new way. So I now see the struggles of life as a natural part of growing and becoming. Does this make it any easier to go through our traumatic experiences? Definitely not. We are still human beings with all that this entails. But if even for one moment we can put all that is happening to us to one side and <clears throat> pardon me, look at the situation through our spiritual eyes, become the observer. We may just be able to see things in a slightly more positive light. We may even come to the point where we can give gratitude for it occurring. Now, that would be amazing. <laughs> yes, to actually understand this, May I suggest you search for um, inspirational stories of people who have gone through incredible hardship or have endured extremely traumatic events and are now uh, earning their livelihood through motivational speaking. I'm sure each and every one of them have suffered incredible stress, anxiety and many of the symptoms of PTSD but they have chosen to search for answers and solutions from within. And they have found them. So what a fabulous way to go. I mean, this is so important. Okay, so uh, I better get on with a little more sharing of information that just might help you to start the process of healing all the stress and anxiety that you might be experiencing in this moment in time. Now, for many clients that I see with regards to dealing with the outcomes of traumatic events uh, or, you know, any form of stress and anxiety, it's the guilt they feel with not having been able to help another or save another or whatever it might be. This is most often the case with suicide or for those in the military when their mates have lost their lives and they are still alive and well. Or it could simply be, remember I shared with you in one of my other shows where bushfire 
everybody lost house, everything, and our house was still standing. Yeah, I was feeling the, the survivor's guilt, as they call it. This is something that so many men and women, mothers and fathers and close friends, find extremely difficult to heal. Not only are they grieving the loss of the relative, the work colleague or friend, they are also grieving for self. Their inability to save another, their inability to turn back time and do things differently, their inability to forgive themselves for the heartaches in others they feel they've caused. You know, people also grieve for what could have been. All the couldas, the wouldas, the shouldas. People grieve for what it was like in the past. You know, things were so much better then, or so we think. People grieve about the future, what will never be the same or what might happen or not happen because of the traumatic event. Yes, I'm sure you are saying that this is also true. But the knowing this is is not necessarily going to heal the way you are feeling or they are feeling. And you are so right. So there is another step we must take. And that is being open to looking at this from another perspective. A perspective that may help you find an answer to your question of why. Now this is such a difficult topic to approach. And I never, ever want anyone to feel that their grief or sadness or anger is glossed over. Because in reality, it is ever so real. And grieving is such an important part of healing. But within that grieving process, I would love to shed uh, a little light of truth that just may help to ease the pain. I know it helped me as I pulled my way through the grieving process. Yes, I would love to help you understand why certain people enter and exit our lives at particular moments in time. So where to begin? Well, when we leave this planet, our physical bodies decompose and go back into becoming part of the earth. You know, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. We all know that. But our spiritual bodies continue on. And if you so believe, we can choose to return again and again to live any number of lives in a physical way. Each life will be quite different as we encounter different moments in time, different challenging experiences and different people that become part of each particular journey. The saying goes that we can have people come into our life for a single moment or for a whole lifetime. Each has an important part to play in shaping our lives and more importantly, their own lives. Every single person who passes in front of us is there for a purpose and a reason. They are either there to mirror back to us the lessons we need to learn about self. These are usually the people who really annoy us, yeah. Or they are there to share our journey in such a way 
so as to help us go through the challenges and struggles that we have chosen to experience. Naturally, this holds true for us as we also walk into and out of other people's lives. We are also there to help them learn and grow. Some will support and comfort. Some will love and be loved. A few will offer wisdom. Some will feel our emotional needs and others will teach us valuable lessons about self and about life. Now, here is the most important message to understand. What we must understand that is every single one of these people are also traveling their very own journey, which they have chosen to travel. Every single one of these individuals has come to grow and become. Every one of these beautiful souls has chosen a path which is the very best path for them. We cannot choose their time of departure from this planet. We cannot say what is best for them. Only they get to choose. Often we get so caught up in the grief that we forget it was their path to travel. And maybe, just maybe, this is what they had chosen for their life or their experience of life. For reasons unknown to us, they chose that moment in time to leave their physical body and return home to the world of spirit. If the death of a friend or loved one has touched you in a traumatic way, may I humbly suggest that you contemplate what I have shared with you here. It was their choice to leave and it probably would not have mattered what you did or what you didn't do. For some higher reason, they chose that particular moment in time to depart this planet and go home to the spirit world. Big stuff. Now we're coming into break and after the break, I just want to give you one more little gem of information. So hang tight. Not long after this break. Best-selling author, musician, and life coach, Geraldine Tegelov will return after this short break. It's Any emergency room nurse will tell you they receive some weird and wild calls. I used to be the night ER nurse at Hennepin County General Hospital in Minneapolis and remember getting a call from someone who was worried about if it mattered or not if their belly button was an innie or an outie. It doesn't matter, but if you're an outie, you are definitely the minority. Still, that's good news because you don't have to worry about a little problem that people with innies have. Pledge it. That's another word for belly button lint. Researchers say the color of the pledget in your belly button is related to the clothing you wear, just like the lint that collects in your clothes dryer. A friend of mine from the Philippines says they call it a chikachu. What do you call a person who's obsessed with their belly button? An omphalopsakite. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. 
Did you know there are over 50,000 shopping malls in the United States alone? Ever wonder why shopping malls don't carpet their hallways? Mall owners have figured out that women will snap up more merchandise if they hear their heels clicking on a hard, polished surface. Not sure if there's any real science to back that up. What's a word for a person who is a compulsive shopper? An oniomaniac. Malls don't offer too many places to sit down because when you're sitting, you're not spending money or coopity coop. The average mall goer shops for about 80 minutes and spends roughly $75 each visit. My husband turns into a grumbler or a quaddler when I drag him to the mall. He warned me if I don't quit shopping so much, he would leave me. Lord, I'm going to miss that man. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my new app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back as Geraldine Tegelov continues to guide us through the three R's, the processes of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding a happy and successful life. Here is host and life coach, Dr. Geraldine Tegelov. Woohoo! We are back and you are listening to Geraldine Tegelov. And today I have been discussing, oh my goodness, a huge topic. A huge topic. And I know just before the break we were going through some pretty deep, yeah, stuff that we need to really ponder and contemplate. And I'm going to give you a little bit of time to do just that right now. I want to play a meditation song today, and the song is called My Friend. Now, when you listen to this song, I just want you to think about that spiritual side of you being your truest friend. So as you listen to the words and the music, connect to that spiritual self and just allow it to come you know, forward and guide your journey, give you the answers and solutions you're looking for. Okay, so right here and now, we're going to have our song, My Friend. Feel you can't go on, friend. 
Today's note to self says, sometimes it takes stepping out of our protective bubble to find answers and solutions to the challenges of life. And I'd like to say that, take that one step further and say sometimes, you know, when things aren't working for us to help us deal with anxiety and stress or the outcome of uh, traumatic events, then perhaps we need to turn 180 degrees and have a look at new solutions that we may not have even considered before. Okay, so we've got one last little gem that I'd like to share with you. And this is how to find the hidden gems within the rubble of trauma. And this really helps the healing process. 
And and regardless of your story, there are beautiful gems hidden within the rubble of any type of trauma or any type of stress and anxiety. And these are truly worth gold. Um, Having thought about this as I prepared the show, I think the best way to explain this may be through an example. I still clearly remember the bushfire that swept through our property many years ago when our girls were still little children. I still clearly remember following the police car through the fire with our two girls huddled under wet blankets on the back seat of the car uh, and me praying like never before that we would be safe. And we were. Uh, And praying for Bill, who was on the back of a fire truck somewhere. I wasn't sure where. Now, that fire destroyed a number of homes around us, but ours was still standing in the middle of the blackened landscape. It was truly a traumatic event. Yes, I had to deal with all the why questions. Why were lives taken? Was Why was our house standing when all others were lost? Why did others lose all their precious family mementos and ours was still hanging the walls and adorning the shelves? It was a heartbreaking time for the whole community. And it took quite some time But slowly I began to see hidden gems emerging from the burnt-out rubble. The whole community came together in love and cooperation, supporting each other like never before. I discovered new friendships amongst the community, Uh, people I'd seen but never known before. The whole community worked as one to rebuild what was lost, people supporting people in whatever ways they could. It was like a network of individuals working in harmony to create an even bigger and better community, all working as one. Wow. There were other gems as well. We were all given the opportunity to give and to serve. This is a huge lesson, and we must all learn this one sometime in our life, as it's the first law of the universe, you know, the law of compensation. It's in the giving that we receive, but we must first give. So often in everyday life, we really want to give to others, but this can be quite a difficult thing to do as people are quite often too proud or too ashamed to own up to the fact that they're in need. Well, in this instance, Everyone was in need, so everyone felt comfortable in offering food, clothing, labor, a listening ear, a shoulder to cry on, and anything else that was possible to give. It was truly life-changing for all of us. We were all giving and receiving in such beautiful, wonderful ways. We also learned the art of being grateful, grateful for all that we had, grateful Uh, for the support of others, grateful for all that was donated from communities far and wide. For me personally, it was being ever so grateful for the things in life that often go unnoticed, the smell of dampness in the air just before the clouds empty their load over the blackened landscape, the tiny green shoots that appear after that first shower of rain, the children's laughter as they played, 
the koala that was so slowly healing from the burns that it had received when trying to shelter in a tree close to our house. The warmer and longer hugs we all gave each other as a family. It was truly a, a wonderful time of learning and growing. A time that, you know, maybe would not have happened without the traumatic event. Um, and we have to really look uh, at any traumatic event or any any person who is going through a, a struggle with life, with illness or whatever, and it's our opportunity to give. They are offering the most beautiful gift to us, a gift to be able to give and to be able to be grateful for what we have in life. Amazing, amazing. Oh, my goodness, though, it's time to finish today's show. Um, thank you so much for listening, everyone. It's such a pleasure to have you here. I really appreciate it. I hope you all have a, a most amazing week here. <laughs> Don't forget, you can go back and listen to a recording of this week's show. And anytime, you know, they're everywhere. So go and find them. In the meantime, everyone, have a fabulous, fabulous week. I want to wish you a million blessings of happiness, love and peace. And all there is to say now, bye for now. Geraldine will be back next week with more life-changing ideas to share. In the meantime, you can visit her at www.geraldinetegelove.com to check out her fabulous new products and her workshops. Remember that all Geraldine's radio shows are available on iTunes free of charge. So 